Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Kim. And I'm Penn. We are the Holderness family. You may have seen some of our videos on the internets. On the internets. They're the ones that your aunt shares on Facebook. <laughs> we love those videos. They're a couple minutes long, and we hope they make you laugh. Yeah, this is a podcast. It's longer. It's We're hoping it makes you laugh as well. We're also hoping that it makes you think a little bit. Today is the recap you've been waiting for. Penn made his musical theater debut. We talked about how nervous he was to try this. And also how somehow it's bummed Kim out. I don't know how we got there, but I we're going to really, get there. I mean, really, are we all just acting? <laughs> is this all just pretend? What is that we're doing in the universe? There's, let's start. Let's start the podcast. There's a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, 
A couple weeks ago, we did a podcast about going out of your comfort zone. And Penn sat in the chair across from me, I would say scared. He was in his chair, slumped down, just in a sweatshirt with a hoodie pulled over his head, trying to hide from the world because he had taken on the role of Riff Raff in the Rocky Horror Show musical. And though he sings and dances on the YouTubes, he had never really done an you know, musical theater like this. And so he had just started rehearsals. He was intimidated by the amazing talent that surrounded him. And he was nervous. Well, guess what, guys? We are fresh off his performances. And today you get a full report. Do I look, uh, how do I look physically? Do I look less slumpy or? First of all, your hair is shorter. Oh, yeah. They uh, shaved the side of his head. Both sides, not just one side. Just both of the sides. Yeah. So that he, they could affix a wig and have more of a, I don't know. You have to see it. We'll put a link in the uh, description for the YouTube video. Um, But you look relieved. You look happy and also a little sad. Interesting. Okay, so I am relieved. I am happy. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I, I know you're looking for the signs of the post-show blues oh, right somebody, now. Somebody on YouTube calls it the stage drop. The stage drop? Or like, yeah, so like the drop after the show. I, I Post-show blues is what I've heard it called. So let's get to that. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's start by just how I think I feel <laughs> instead of how other people think I feel. I'm very relieved. Uh, it w- this was a lot of work. It was more work than I expected because I thought if you learn lines and you learn choreography and you learn what to sing, that's it. And you just do it's- it over and over again until you're comfortable with it. That's not it? No. You know this. <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe you don't. Um, the, the acting side of it and the becoming the character side of it, which I try to take really seriously, that's a process. And there's mm-hmm. a reason why – People are professional actors <laughs> because there's a learning curve there, you know? The thing about professional actors is they're they're acting. Yeah. I, I have to say, we've had the pleasure of meeting a few professional actors in our day. And I'm always like when they play these like really outlandish characters and then you meet them in real life and they're kind of duds. Right. You're like, oh, wait, it's because they're acting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're good. And so there, I, I think there is a, a necessity to have some level of talent to do this, right? <laughs> Some level, but not not that much. Why? Because because you if you work hard, you can be good at it. That's what I'm trying oh, to tell you. Whoa, 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 whoa. I really do think that these people that I worked with are not only incredibly talented, but I do think that they work very hard at but what yes. they do. So you're you're saying, okay, just so I understand you, that somebody like me with no God given acting ability could could really polish and work on the craft and at some point do what you did. I think you're already on your way. I think with some of these, uh, you know, 80s videos that we do where you, can't, you, you know, sort of act like a different sort of person just very briefly. Oh, uh, I think, I, I think yeah. when you act like you like your husband in some of these uh, some of these vlogs that we do, can I we think ta- you're already on your way. Can we talk? About, I've been getting really introspective because I love these podcasts because I think it's probably the most authentically us that we are. And then we put out these videos on Facebook and YouTube, which I also love those. But it's such a narrow glimpse into what our life is like. Do you, doesn't it feel weird to put that stuff out there that seems so 
I don't know. I just I love that. I love. We the, just took a right turn, so we're talking just about it's our back careers to me. right now. Back to me. No, no, I know okay. we're going to shock talk about you. No, I want to talk about this. You're saying that you feel like we live a shallow life and have a shallow I, career. I don't know. Is Everything on the news is so terrible and bad, and then we're sitting here putting out these like. Oh, I see what like, you're saying. Kind of laughy, cringy videos, and everybody. And I think that people, most people, probably think that's the normal us. And is that the normal us? Okay. Are you looking for? Are you fishing for? No, um, a, a, words of affirmation right now. <laughs> it's okay if you are. Just tell me if you are. Uh, no. All right. No, I, and it, I, be, I believe that what we do mm-hmm. serves uh, probably a narrower purpose than we think, which mm-hmm. is just to give people a break from all of those things that you just talked about. Right. And that's fine by me. I don't need to inspire the world. I don't need to be the president of the United States or the senator or a governor or some sort of leader who <laughs> changes the world for the better. Not people are inspiring at this point. Nobody's inspiring well, the world. Well, I just mentioned lots of different politicians <laughs> to cover my beep. Uh, no, so I, I really do think that what we're trying to do is be us, make it funny, and allow people to look at it and say, oh, that reminds me a little bit of my family. And so I'm not alone. Okay. We don't always hit the bullseye, but we try our best, and I think that works okay. Uh, I don't think you should be bummed out about that. We shouldn't be bummed that it's all just an act. It's not all an act. I know it's not. I'm it, getting very – so you have like some post-show blues of like this – like the from the high of the show? Not really. May, do what I? Do you have something? Do I? Something's happening to you. You did, I think what you did – I'm just going to put on my – a therapist hat. My, oh, talk like Dr. My Phil. My butt masking therapist pantsuit, as Tobias Funke called it. My Please. Barbara Streisand butt masking pantsuit. What? That was a weird uh, Arrested Development <laughs> reference for those who got it. And please talk like Dr. Phil when you say this next sentence. Kim, <laughs> I'm glad that you decided to talk about your problems today. <laughs> but the question is, is this a Kim problem? Or is this an us problem? <laughs> or is this just a phase? I think it's a phase, Dr. Phil. Doesn't mean the problem's going to go away, but if you talk about it, it'll help you out. You can catch a lot more fish with dynamite than you can what? shoot a polecat with a shotgun. <laughs> Doesn't he do all these like euphemisms that make no sense? I know. And I, I, that, that wasn't my best doctor. And, and my favorite feedback um, from the podcast has been like, I listen to you when I'm working out. And so I'm just imagining some poor person on a treadmill right now listening to Dr. Phil. Well, treadmill ears. lady and Kim, what I think is happening is you just experienced something special and transformative in being part of <laughs> a theatrical production. And it it it's thrilling and it's great. Listen. I saw my sister-in-law Buffy and Annie two weeks ago at the Baptist Church, and she was amazing. Okay, we're done. All right, here's the so thing. We, so no, we you're... know if you want to hire a Dr. Phil impersonator, don't hire available. me. So Kim, I think what it is is that you got caught up a little bit in the thrill of live theater. You got to see it firsthand. You got to meet the actors. You got to be with your husband when you were doing it. And you're such an empath. You really are you probably felt some of the exhilaration that we felt, which is great. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Your empath powers for good. (laughs) 
Seriously, normally, and, normally, like the feels that you feel are are pain and suffering. And, I know. I'm and an so, extreme. If you're if you're a new listener, I'm an extreme empath. So if you stub your toe, my toe will actually start to hurt. Yes. So uh, definitely no. I but honest, can I say this? I think what it is is when you get to see your person, your partner, your that person on the planet that you love more than anything. When you get to see that person on a stage doing what they love or at the job doing what they love and being people were clapping for you and you were, you hit it out of the park. And I was so proud. I was trying to take video, but I was also screaming the entire time. So we couldn't use half of it. Um, I was just so proud of you. And so I really think that I love the, the, the Facebook videos and the YouTube videos and all that stuff. But at this point, I'm like, just write a show. Let's just stop all that stuff and just write your own show, which I know is a mistake because I love those videos that we make. I really do. We just shot some like an 80s video yesterday. And then all week, we I've been testing natural deodorant. And that video will come out at some point soon where I've been sticking my armpit in Penn's face. I genuinely love shooting these videos. And, and you might be a little burned out because we've shot four of them in yeah. the last two days. Yes. Uh, because we're going on vacation because we deserve it. Um, anyway, this is really, really rambly. Can I don't think, I don't think it's rambly. Okay. I don't because look, we've touched on something that I'm glad you told me about. mm -hmm. We like, we've come to some solutions, which is you're an empath and you are feeling all the good feels. Mm -hmm. And then also you're, you're talking about something. It's the reason why people love theater, which is you're out there. It's one take. There's a crowd, there's interaction. When you do or say something, you immediately get gratification versus Facebook or YouTube where you post it and it's not necessarily instant and you don't see anybody and you don't hear anybody. It's just typed out there. Yeah. So I, I think you're bringing up a good point and that's the reason that I love theater as well. Because people clap for you. Yeah. By the, by the way, by the way, my favorite quote from your dad ever is that, um, he, he was quoted saying, Penn came out of the womb waiting for applause. Like, I literally picture you being born in, with jazz hands. You said womb, not room, right? Womb. Yeah, okay. Yes. No, you did not come. <laughs> yes, you came out of your um, the, the place. Yeah, we all know what that is. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of podcast, guys. No, I was so proud of you. Now, w were you nervous? You hide yes. nerves so well. Oh, no, I don't. I get really quiet. You it's do super get super obvious. Little, yeah, you get, a, you get a little quiet. Because I'm never quiet otherwise. Yeah. And so um, so how do you deal with that? Well, I get quiet. Mm -hmm. I take deep breaths. Mm -hmm. I uh, try not to listen to the sound of my heart because my heart starts beating incredibly fast when I get nervous. Mm -hmm. But it's it's breathing. And and. For this particular example, when I was nervous for this show, I just had to get started. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to sing that first note, and then you were, and then I was off and running. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think the director, I think Abby, did a good job, and I think she saw my nerves. She gave me a lot of stuff to do mm -hmm. when I wasn't talking. She gave me things to do, and like folding laundry, like what? Basically, no. I, I was sort of a stagehand. We didn't have stagehands, so we had to kind of move the props and get everything going ourselves. So. When I wasn't talking or singing, I was actually like a stagehand, mm -hmm. and that's good. Sometimes when I get nervous, I not just am I quiet, but I will have a sip of wine, and that, <laughs> and that will help. Uh, but that was not really an option for this. So it was breathing, and it was uh, humor, telling jokes, uh, sometimes 
looking at my phone. Is that, that's kind of lame that I look at my phone when I'm nervous. Is, is, that's not going to make well, things I, better, is it? N- no. And I think that's the whole like getting uncomfortable thing. And it worries me that you said you you have a sip of wine because you when you're kind of numbing that, that's not, that's no bueno. Well, I didn't. I mean, that's I'm talking about that. That's a more often nervous reaction when I'm about to see family members or. <laughs> Thanksgiving is yeah, coming up. It's a Thanksgiving reaction, probably. Uh, for this one, you know, you're about to do a play, so that's 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 not an option. And I think I just remain nervous. I, let me tell you this: a lot of the people there told me that if I didn't feel nervous, and then there was something wrong. Absolutely, that's what I that's what I mean. Like it's okay to feel that, and it's actually beneficial to feel feel that. I mean. Not for nothing, I have definitely cut back in my drinking. And so I kind of have this theory that I'm only going to drink if I'm celebrating something. So in the beginning, I was like, I'm celebrating that it's Tuesday and I made it to six o'clock. And so I'm like, okay, no, that's not good. So um, now it's, you know, definitely weekends. I'm finding things to celebrate. Like I'll find something to celebrate, but I'm trying not to reach for a glass of wine when I get super stressed out. Yeah, that's good advice. Because, well... We, you know, we, there are, we have a lot of people close to us that have, that in this time in their life, they've grown into some dependencies. So I just want to make sure that I keep that in check. Okay. This podcast has gone super, it went from stage to now, maybe Kim's an alcoholic. Well, let's talk about that. (laughs) Get really close to the microphone. No, 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 no. I, I no. promise I'm putting my hand up. I promise I will tell you if I feel like that you're developing some sort of issue when it comes to that. No, I pinky promise. And you that need to too. promise that to me. Good. Okay, so I can get us back on the rails a little bit if you'd like. Please. And, and Max, Max is not here right now, uh, but because Max was in the field as a roving reporter. But Max, feel free to edit this. <laughs> right. Well, we should mention. So Matt, yeah, Matt, yeah, Max isn't here because he's still recovering from uh, crashing our cast party. Which, by the way, we were so glad he was there. He actually snuck outside with a couple of my friends who were the actors. They were actually three of the most incredible actors and most incredible people I've ever met. And I wish you could have seen them in the show. Oh, uh, amazing. Jess, yeah, Jesse Gephardt, who was this giant Frankenfurter. He's my size, plus maybe a little bit. And he was he was Frank. Amazing. Uh, Lydia Kenton, who played two male roles of Eddie and Dr. Scott. And, and this, nailed yeah, it. Yeah, this was her first like big-time uh, professional production as well and she was amazing and then uh <laughs> josh canfield who we like to make fun of everyone calls him broadway's josh canfield because he, <laughs> he was on broadway well, he just got off of a, a really popular show with josh groban on broadway incredibly talented and i don't think he's had a carb since 1927 uh, he played the role of rocky and he was in little tiny gold trunks and wow <laughs> that was I, our friend melanie kept on saying he's very talented i'm like melanie have you heard him saying you're just staring at the gold shorts anyway moving on exactly so i i haven't heard this but i guess max uh talk to them afterwards and so let's hear from the rest of the cast of raleigh's production of the rocky horror show so it's producer max the producer of the holder nest podcast uh i am here <laughs> don't you dare laugh at that <laughs> Would it be better if I said I was here with CBS? Sure. Okay, let's pretend. (laughs) This is John Stossel with a a report. Um, (laughs) So we are here post-Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, with Theater Raleigh, uh, live at the Coca Booth Amphitheater in Cary for the first night 
yes. which was supposed to be the second night, right. but because Correct. of the nor'easters, <laughs> we're having a, a second night. Hashtag yeah. global warming. <laughs> yes. And if I was a really good producer, I would know everybody's name and what they did. I just know characters. It's okay. That's fine. I know. It's I know okay. who's here. So, but I do have Doctor Frank Frankfurter. Yes. I do have Eddie. And Dr. Scott. And Dr. Scott. Dual yes. role. Yes. Hashtag dual role. Yes. Uh, that's even more transvestite than yeah. actually... Oh, you better believe it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's right from the show. That's live from the show. And we have Rocky himself. Yeah. <laughs> Broadway! Broadway! Broadway's Josh Kenfield. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I am sorry, but please... Please just tell me your names for record. With Dr. Frankenfurter. Jesse Gephardt. Eddie and Dr. Scott Lydia D. Kenton. Oh my gosh. Josh Canfield. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Penholden has played Riff Raff. Yeah. He is not your typical actor. He doesn't do this I'm like sorry, all the time. Pen, Pen Holderness? He was a stuff? choral member in the show. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 o
I said, because, sir, you kicked That was incredible. Oh, am I going to say that? There will be a lot of edits on this. Okay, great. <laughs> good, good on you. Yeah. And so I think he was a little taken aback by that. Yeah. And to me, that showed his just overall... I don't know. He was just so down to earth. It yeah, was, was bizarre. So I, I know him well, and I've watched him do a lot of music. Were you guys, uh, did, were you a little impressed about his uh, vocal capabilities? I was. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. why not? No, 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 for real. for real. Because it's a high, I mean, it's a high That's part. A hard, it's a hard, hard, it's a hard, hard role vocally, for yeah, sure. Yeah, correct. Yeah. He's done a lot of uh, Disney tunes in the past <laughs> yeah. that we've heard him sing, so <laughs> yeah. we know what he can do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What uh, I love about Penn is that um, he had so much energy and had so much um, excitement that he brought to uh, the room, the rehearsal room, and that he was so eager to learn. Yeah. yeah. And I loved that about him, that he wasn't coming in being like, um, everyone's going to know who I am. I'm Ken Holderness, right, exactly. so everyone in Raleigh knows me. You know, kind of like you did and when you showed like up? Kind of like I did. I like, <laughs> everyone in the world knows who I am. Survivors, Josh Canfield. <laughs> Can I I'm say, like... uh, you know, great physique, bro. Oh, man, thanks. Oh, yeah, thank you, no. thank you. Uh, <laughs> you must have had a horrible diet for, like, the last three months. Um, Try the last 10 years. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that's like. Maybe. I feel like every role I've played, I've had to be shirtless or naked in my show. So it's mm. been a, it's been more of a consistent and life, not your first time life thing. Rocky. And that, it's not my first time playing Rocky. So and I've that's how you to, get the job? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not that's the voice or acting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you real. kidding? Hashtag I'm what? with her. No, <laughs> no but um, back to Penn, yeah, guys. Because this is about Penn. Yes. Um, that I just think he was just so wonderfully um, willing to learn yeah, yeah, and yeah, uh, sure. wanting to learn yeah. and looking to us and being yeah. like, help me. He was so eager and with he, like his questions. Oh, yeah. He just wanted to know. He just wanted to learn. Right. And most of the time, it, the answer was, you're already doing an amazing exactly. job. You don't need to ask yeah. this question. Like, calm the F down. Yeah. yeah. That's you're pretty great. awesome. Yeah. All right. So uh, for those that don't watch Rocky Horror, and that's not me because I'm a huge fan and I've seen it many times, the audience participation is a huge factor in it. For one, do you ever get slighted when somebody is shouting at you? It's only been one night, right? So, yeah. uh, but, well, but of course, you said you've done this before. Uh, so has Jesse. Jesse's done it as well. Yeah. It's my first time. Okay. <laughs> Uh, how slighted do you get when people are just calling shouting? me a Nazi? Yeah. <laughs> um, you just have to let them happen, right? Uh, and we we talked about before. We just said, you know, you just have to plow through it. And um, if they happen in a place where there's a natural pause in the in the dialogue on stage, then that's great. Um, but otherwise, you just have to let them go. Got to yeah. focus. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Might I say, your Dr. Frankenfurter was exceptional. Oh, I think. He yeah. wasn't talking about your performance. He's talking about your doctor, Frank. <laughs> and also, you are a, a mountain of a man. I am. A, oh, I'm yes, a giant. Yes, we yes, thought, yes. like, uh, the offensive tackle for the Oakland Raiders yeah. coming sure. in, in yeah. high heels. Yes. Because Penn, going back to Penn, because it's tall. all about Penn. Oh, right. Penn's a tall all guy. All about Penn. Penn's 6'5". Right. But you are... I'm 6'4". You're 6'4", but in high heels. And then, uh, they're five-inch heels, so 6'9". And then my wig adds a little bit, so I'm about 6'10". <laughs> Yeah. He's up there. Many people call you the Shaquille O'Neal of Broadway. Yes, oh, yes oh, oh. they sure do. <laughs> I know I've said that multiple times. 
<laughs> Josh Canfield of Josh Broadway's Josh Great Josh Canfield of Natasha Pierre and the Great Comedy of 1812. <laughs> and Dr. Fargo. So, <laughs> thank you so much for all of you to be here. Thank the you. production was top-notch. The talent was amazing. Uh, and I know because I've seen Penn talk about this behind closed doors, he was so, so proud to be a part of this production. Awesome. He was scared Definitely. to be a part of it and uh, loved to be a a part of it so uh, yeah. for him I will say thank we you and uh, thanks do. to everybody we, we love, love him so Pen. much we love Pen. we love you Pen. Oh, alright <laughs> uh, I stopped recording so now what do you really feel <laughs> hey, that that First of all, I got to meet these people. They are just genuinely just lovely, amazing human beings. The talent, I'm in awe of their talent. I want you and Jesse to write a show together. I've given you guys an end of March deadline. Great. You guys are going to write a two, just, I think I already have an idea for like a two person show. Okay. Put it on and, and, you know, locally there, and I want 30 people to come see it. And we're going to call it the first pancake show because (laughs) you know, your first pancake kind of sucks. And so you just try it. 30 people will see it. Maybe half of them will clap. It might be terrible. But just put it out there. End of March. Okay? Okay. Anyway, so that you guys, they're interview. So CrossFit, um, yeah, you uh, are a CrossFit bro. I love that I you brought that. I don't remember mentioning that to them. But that's the thing about CrossFit. You always It just comes it. out. Like I'd... They're like, oh, I'm going to get a salad. Oh, I do, I, I do CrossFit. I don't think. I was so shy that's, the I, first couple of days. I don't. How did I? You were shy. Ish, yeah. Everyone else was so impressive, and I definitely built up more confidence as it went along. But I was the first day was whoa. These guys are particularly with Jesse and uh, Josh and Lydia because their voices were so unbelievable. Uh huh. And they were they were it was like they were sleeping. When they were singing, they were like, okay, here we go. But a lot better than that. <laughs> and they never made that riff. No one ever, ever, say. ever should sing that riff unless they're in the 20s. Okay. Well, they said some very nice things about you, honey. I know. I'm so. And I love that going in, maybe people are like, this YouTube guy thinks he's just going to come in. I don't blame him. Right? Do you blame them? No. I mean, but I well, think that's why there, you felt the pressure. There, there are people who've worked their entire lives for the craft, and they're going to bring in some schmo who who could. And so, I, and I was aware of that stereotype and did not want to live up to it. You know what? Those guys are why I'm maybe a little sad. It has nothing to do with being on stage. I miss the people that I was working yeah, with. I do. So I miss fun. all of them. I miss. There were 15 of us in the cast, and I feel like I know all of them now. Yeah. Well, you should just write another show and then hire them to be in it. If they, it, there, there is no one in that cast who I would not hire. Mm-hmm. They were all amazing. So um, we, t- we in that last podcast about getting out of your comfort zone and just kind of being uncomfortable and trying something new. And then we said, you know, I can't wait to talk in a month about how this all went. So now we, here we are a month later. You did amazing. Like, are you happy with your performance? Yes. So I also they they sent me this link of the show. Uh, the producers taped the show with two or three cameras and like a direct line into the mixer. And when you watch a stage show as a video, 
um, you don't really get the feel of the crowd or the reaction, and it's also not as reverberated, so your voice sounds a little worse. So after last night, I am less impressed with how I, with how I did. What? No, just because that's what happens. It, it, it is naturally what happens. If you ever watch a video feed, <clears throat> excuse me, of of an outdoor show or like a rock concert or a live performance, it's never as good as it actually sounds or looks. Yeah. So I'm trying to look at it through that lens, but. There, there were some other things where I thought, wow, I look pretty comfortable out there. Yeah. I look like a different person. I look like I've committed to the role as far as the acting side of it. And so I was – yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm never going to say it was a perfect job. When, as soon as I got off the stage, I was exhilarated and thrilled that it was over, and I thought of, I think, seven things that I could have done better. Um, so here's my question. Should we quit making YouTube no. videos and then just move to New York City so you can go audition for this Broadway a, World? This is what this whole thing is about. This is why you're sad. You think that I was meant to do this. I do. I don't think I was meant to do this. I think I was meant to try this. And I think that I was meant to take this experience and take things from it and bring it into a real job, like a real life <laughs> job. I can't believe could... I'm I can't believe I'm about to say this, but our day job is more stable than working in theater. And we have the least stable day job ever. No, theater people have the least stable day job ever. This they win. They, they do win, win that. And it doesn't mean I can't try it again, but it's okay. So what I think, I think there are things that I learned from this that I could put into real life. In fact, we could spend the next 10, 15 minutes before we wrap this up talking about what these great actors and performers have taught us in the last three weeks that we can apply to real life. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready, honey. Okay. I'm ready to learn. Number one, mm. take chances with your character. Take big chances and make those chances big and specific. That is the first thing that Abby said to us. Me, because it's all about me. How does this apply to me? I'm not an actor. Well, let me start by going back to me about how it applied to me when I was an actor, and then maybe we can figure out together how this could help people who are either trying new careers or trying to side find, hustle, find new life in their careers and find new inspiration in what they're already doing. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the, the end result of my character is a hunched over, mass murderer, weird, limpy guy. Okay? So hot. Let me tell you. Right. Mass murderer, but in leather pants. Boy. Why didn't we get to keep the leather pants? I did. I stole them. You did? Yeah. They're like, I don't know how to wash them. I feel like if we wash them, they'll fall apart. But they're, yeah. Let's not wash them. Anyway, that's a totally different podcast category. Anyway, move on. All right. So it's not, that character wasn't, okay, Penn, just freak out and act kind of weird and improvise and you'll get there. Everyone loves improvisational acting. There are some great improvisational actors. But everyone in that cast, including myself, we were taught to answer questions about your character. Okay, he's got a limp. Why does he have a limp? Uh, well, because he, in, in my case, he's trying to look weak so that in the end he can not have a limp or a hump and be this like big powerful guy when he murders everyone, okay? Uh, why did, when I crossed the stage left, why was I, why were my hands big? Okay, because I wanted my character to seem big. So in scene three, I put my hands out like this. If I put my hands really close to my body, it's because I want to seem small. Those are all little things that I have in my head that on the outside look like this creepy, you know, uh, spontaneously twitchy character, but every single bit of it was mapped out over a long period of time because 
I had to make these decisions to explain the person that I am. Mm-hmm. And each one was a chance. So every time I did it, it was a little bit scary. It didn't feel right because I'd never done it before. But you push through it, and then it either feels right to you afterwards or it doesn't. Sometimes you get a laugh or you don't, and you have to continue working on it until you find this character. And the only way that you do it is by making these really, really big chances. So Taking you're... these really big chances. Okay. So for me, who's not an actor, I love to take a chance. Yeah? Yeah. So um... – I would say continue to take those chances. You're doing great at it. You've been very successful at it. If when you decide, I'm going to do this, I'm going to try this, instead of just having the end result in mind, which is great. It's great to have a vision of what you want to do. You then have to really dig into what your idea is, how you're going to get there, and what specific chances you are going to take as you go along, not just one big chance. I love that you are preaching about details. Right? Because you are not traditionally a detail person. Well, I, I yes, you're tr- you're right. I do think that when we do some of the videos, I get into the nitty gritty and into the specifics when it comes down to editing. I mean, mm-hmm. that's probably one of the places where chances make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in shooting of trying like different versions until you get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aren't you glad you took this chance? Yeah, I am. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad I learned about taking chances. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I figured out how to get from point A to point B. And isn't it um, better when it's somebody else telling you about it, not just your wife? And I can, because I can kind of be a bully about encouraging you to jump off a cliff. It is nice to have a different perspective. I still love hearing your opinions, and I am. You may not realize this, but I'm happy to be getting back to work with you. I don't know if you're happy to be getting back to work with me. I love working with you. Yeah. Yeah. Here is something I think was a valuable lesson for you that a show like this takes a lot of people. And this is where it's applicable to everybody because Penn and to a certain extent myself, I feel like I'll just do it myself. I'll just do it myself because it'll be easier. I'll just do it myself down to like we have my mom's in town visiting and she's like, oh, let me help you by making the kids lunches. And I'm like, oh, I'll just do it myself. It'll be like I, that way. I'll just do it. And I know what the kids like and whatever. Are you kidding me? Let people help you. And you, my love, are like when we're shooting these videos or we're editing these videos, you're like I'll just do it. I'll just I mean, it'll just be easier. I'll just do it. But really, it works. We can produce more. We can do. There are people that are gasp more talented at doing things at certain things. I'm very aware of that now. Yeah. So a show like this only works when you have a lot of people. That is a really good point. I'm going to admit that I, I'm not great at allocating responsibility. I think also – I don't think that's terribly unusual in the creator space that we live in, YouTube and Facebook. I think people look for authenticity and stuff that looks like we, we kind of did our own home video here. And that is actually very true for us. We don't have a giant staff of people helping us out. Um, what my wife is suggesting, and I think she's right, is that occasionally I need to let go and let other people be part of the process. Well, I do too. I mean, are you kidding me? My mom's in town and she offered to make a kid's lunch and I was like, oh, I'll just, and I like don't want to inconvenience her and I don't want to like, but. That's not why I do it. It's not about inconveniencing people. I just want, I just think I'm better at it than everyone else. And this was a great humbling experience when I was the least talented person in the room. And I had nowhere to go but up. And by putting faith in them, I got better. Yeah. 
So I, I need to be in those rooms more. I need to be the least talented. I love being the least talented person in the room. I know. Isn't that the It stinks coolest? for the rest of them, but it's great for me. <laughs> I know. Let's. What are opportunities where we can, and not, I mean, theater, not everybody's going to go out and join a musical theater troupe. Um, but what are opportunities where we can go be the least talented person? Um, um we could go to, uh, I could go play for the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> I would definitely. Would be they the, have you? No, I'm just. I'm like trying to like. Let's think up some examples. Well, I know. I think. Okay, so the ladies who listen, who who email us saying that they listen to us when they work out. I mean, you can try a new fitness class. I I try classes. I'm kind of. I call it like ADD workout because I'll try something new every time. And you are definitely the worst person when you try something new. So try a new like fitness regime. As long as it's not one that tries to cram a six foot five body into a frame or pose meant for someone who's five foot three. Are you talking about yoga? That's one of the things I'm talking about. I also, I happen to love Pure Bar. I tried that once yeah. and I think it's for people. It's for people. It's, it's for, not, it's not for, it's not for six foot five men. <laughs> the most lovely, and one of them was actually, one of the Pure Bar instructors was actually in our show and yes. I, I, I love her. Yes. And but no. But no. But so okay. But you did. I want to be though. the least talented with the potential to be not the least talented. Yeah. So you, you can need learn. to like a place where you can like the Golden State Warriors. I think if I worked hard enough, I could make as many threes as Clay Johnson. Isn't isn't Steph that Curry. amazing that there there are things though that no matter you're talking about like oh if if you tr- you don't have to have all you don't have to be naturally god-given talented you can also just work hard but there are things no matter how much you work you'll never accomplish i mean i think you could be on the golden state warriors honey but maybe no i couldn't that I ship couldn't. has sailed i'd be closer to making the golden state warriors than making say the pga tour really I, oh yeah i will never make the pga tour is that, i mean that's i mean that's really boring anyway golf is so oh boring. boy no, it is. It makes – if I hear somebody – if I hear golf on the TV, I instantly fall asleep. And I think that's good. It's like a Pavlovian response. Yeah. All right. So we have to find instances where we are the least talented person in the room and where we want to work and people are willing to help us. And that is how we will get better. Speaking of talent – Small fish, big pun. Can big we fish, yeah. please listen to some of your performance – and some of Jesse's performance okay. in the show. All right, we're going to give Max the link. Max? First up is Jesse Gephardt, who plays the role of Dr. Frankenfurter, performing Sweet Transvestite. How do you do, I? This next song, originally performed by Meatloaf in the movie, it's Hot Patootie, Bless My Soul, performed by Lydia D. Kinton. Hey, 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 
This next song is Sword of Damocles, performed by the title character Rocky, Mr. Josh Canfield. And a uh, spoiler alert, Penn's character Riff Raff at the end of the movie pretty much kills everybody, uh, but not before he belts out this sweet tune. Take it, Penn. And we close it out with Riff Raff's partner in crime, Magenta, played by A.C. Donahue, performing science fiction double feature. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 